everybody. This is Anna and Brian from Water World Podcast. And today we have uh, our next guests for the web free episode, Adam and Evan from the Micros. And for our long term listeners, you might remember Evan um, from the episode 27 when we talked about comics and web free technologies. Um, but yeah, I think we have very exciting updates right now and we invited them again. Hi, Adam. Hi, Evan. Hello. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having us back. I feel I feel um, uh, it necessary to say GM as well. So, yeah, yes. we go. GM. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us back. I think we do have some things that uh, would be fun to talk yeah. about. Um, so maybe for new listeners, you can give a, like a small introduction to yourself and your background. Sounds good. Why don't I, you know, I'll give our a uh, little bit of a secret backstory then. So I have spent uh, 25 years in film and television production uh, as an assistant director, mostly. So on the ground, on shows, everything from, I don't know, Transformers, the first Transformers movie quite a long time ago to most recently Dave and Barry, um, new show called Sterling Affairs that's coming out on Fox uh, FX in the next couple of months. I think they've been saving it because of the strike of it all. Um, and so, you know, just climbing, climbing that kind of traditional Hollywood ladder and, and really enjoying it and also realizing that this was always going to be something that I was doing that was making somebody else's vision and goal and producing things for other people, basically. Um, Eben and I met, bloody hell, 22 years ago now, I think, when Eben recruited me and my wife into a network marketing company, um, which is very funny. Uh, the, that went, well, the company's still around, but we stopped that, you know, years and years and years ago. Um, but, uh, you know, we stayed friends and and realized that we liked the same movies and we ended up hanging out and we became very, obviously very good friends kind of during the process of working together and and felt like, oh, yeah, we we should be doing stuff together. And started writing together at first and then realizing we love comics and so developing motion comics and doing a bunch of kind of work in that space together and then a few years ago you know i think based on actually a lot of ideas that eben had on kind of where he saw the future of of digital comics and digital distribution going in this quite kind of staid and and, and traditional hidebound space um we you know, develop Macroverse together as a Web2 app initially and then ran into Web3 a couple of years ago and realized that, the you know, joining collectability and digital distribution just made perfect sense. And so started diving into the Web3 of it all, um, you know, a lot of what we'll talk about today, I think. Uh, and then coming full circle now back around to traditional publishing as well. So really bringing kind of traditional print and paper publishing into digital and Web3 uh, distribution models has been a it's been a great journey and a kind of an exciting uh, evolution of everything yeah it's perfect but maybe evan you can give like a small introduction to yourself like for new listeners as well so I, I, absolutely yeah so i mean very much what adam said i mean i think the the key piece to me is that you know as uh, it is mind-blowing to think that we've known each other and now been working together for as long as we have you know if you ever really get to see behind the curtain of how we work. We have this very old married couple dynamic around how we work together creatively, but we've gotten very good at the the kind of the, the marriage of it all, <laughs> as well as the, the output of it all. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, there there is just this kind of 
easy shorthand when you get to know someone as well as we know each other and 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 have worked across the variety of things that we've you know worked together on solving problems and figuring out how to kind of take things from idea to in you know production to actual you know finished release project and so i think that's the the core of all the things that we've done together is that kind of problem solving component of oh we've got this idea now how do we apply this kind of wide range of skill sets that Adam brings to the table that I bring to the table that our third co-founder brings to the table and you know I think the superpower that we have is that we've literally made just about every kind of media that you could possibly point your finger at from film and television to comics animation to you know Ricky's you know 25 years in gaming so responsible for 100 million downloads of mobile games and you know, all kinds of uh, stuff in the in the gaming and, and film space as well. So when you bring all those things together, it's it's kind of the unique lens that we bring to all of this, including Web3, is looking at how do we build next generation entertainment franchises through these new technologies. And that's the thing that we get super excited about. And we can't wait to talk more about it. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, now's the perfect chance to talk about it. So can you... Uh, can you describe a little bit more about what Macroverse actually uh, does? And also, like since the last time we had a chat, like what what's changed? Like what's uh, you know, what, what sort of new things have you guys come up with? Yeah, the the vision has not changed. So that part is is rock steady going forward. I think what has changed is we've actually made a ton of progress this year putting the right pieces in place to fulfill that vision. So there's a, you know, for anyone that may have heard the last call, we were probably talking about, um, you know, the impending launch of our Web3 platform. That launch is now happening within the next you know, handful of weeks. Um, so there is going to be a chance for anyone that hears this call to kind of immediately be able to dive into the first truly collectible digital comics that really have ever been created. We've built a whole uh, new technology around how this works, where all of the content is actually put into the digital collectible. It's not just token gating with a cover and, you know, now you can download a PDF, which is what we've generally seen in the, you know, the Web3 side of comics. Um, but more than that, we've been, you know, we've, we've probably got 20 projects, you know, that we can't quite talk about yet that are in various stages of development. But a couple that we can talk about is we're just uh, wrapping up a deal to do a very wide reaching project with DMC of Run DMC. So we've kind of soft announced that at this point. Uh, we're doing something with the creators of Robot Chicken, which we'll talk a little <clears throat> bit more about as well. And I think the biggest piece, which Adam touched on, is we're now the first company in this space that can take a project full circle from idea to digital comics in a traditional sense through our mobile app to the now collectible Web3 editions of these comics and graphic novels on into traditional comic stores and then on into bookstores and collected editions and being able to bring all those things together in one ecosystem with the fan base, with the community really being integral to some of how that gets created and the kind of early feedback and ability to participate in that process those pieces all together get really exciting. And so as we're looking towards 2024, we'll be kind of taking everything that we built over the course of this year and bringing all of that kind of out to market, which is incredibly exciting. Um, Adam, definitely jump in here as well. But I could talk about it all day. It's, I'll, I'll try to yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I think, you know, there's, you know, you, you, you hit all the big points. And I think the other thing that we have been, that ties into all this, and I think ties very directly into the intersection of Web3 and creativity and kind of IP protection and ownership and a lot of those those threads that go to and fro that I think does make blockchain technology as a, you know, gives it a, a unique application within entertainment um, is a lot of what we've been doing with different communities. So we've we've been uh, developing a core storyline um, and a you know, comic series with the Wanderers Project, which is a kind of a big, uh, one of the you know, big, uh, pretty Pretty, you know, long, long running and successful. It's one of the projects that's kind of uh, the PFP projects that really has kind of weathered the storm in the last couple of years and actually come out kind of all guns blazing, which is amazing. So they've got a video game uh, that they're creating right now. And then they wanted to create a story, a comic series to kind of augment that story and start fleshing out some more of this world. But as part of that, what we did was go into their community you know what they sold eight thousand to nine thousand you know pfps little characters that as we think of them um from their collection and we taught some storytelling to, to basic storytelling concepts within their community and then anyone who owns one of their characters then had a chance to pitch a story based on that character that we would then produce as a short two-page comic and that's just been an amazingly it's been it's kind of unique to web3 because i think the ownership aspect of truly you know me as a collector owning this this pfp owning this character in this world well what can i then do with it taking that and creating a story around that and then you know all these stories got pitched the community voted on which ones got greenlit and then we greenlit 10 of those into production so we've got i think we're wait, literally waiting on one story one Kind of the color work from one of those series, everything else is done. Um, and it's just this fantastic array exploring different aspects of this larger world that the Wanderers community had created, that the Wanderers team had created, but kind of exploring this, these nooks and crannies of this universe through the eyes of the, of the community has just been amazing. Um, and now we've kind of repeated that was, that was so successful and so popular. We've now repeated that with a couple of other communities, actually, that we've picked up. So we acquired the Koala, Intelli the Koala Intelligence Agency, the KIA, and we acquired Vogu as well, which was huge. It was you know massively popular kind of project uh, when it was released in 2021, and with this incredibly rich lore of in in the world of the project. And so we've done the same thing with owners of those you know, characters can then pitch ideas and we've greenlit the first handful of those. And so we feel like this is just an incredible, it's an incredibly unique and exciting way of exploring these worlds through the eyes of the community and with the community, not just us saying, great, we're going to go do this, which has been cool. And since the last time we spoke, I think it was like in July, do you think the landscape, the web free landscape changed a lot on, and is it easier to uh, kind of like build projects? How, how is it going right now in, in terms of like attracting new um, users, new companies to collaborate with you in the web free build? Yeah. I mean, I think for us, it hasn't been that difficult only because we're offering a really unique element to what's happening in the space. So I think, you know, as Adam said, collaborating with other communities that want to tell stories, storytelling is such a key component of, you know, many projects, especially on the kind of PFP or, or world, you know, building side, IP building side. 
Um, and so that's something we've been able to to have a lot of fun with with our own communities and collections with other you know collaborations. Um, I think, frankly, you know, the Web3 space, I think, is in a really interesting transitionary phase right now. And it's something we're actually kind of excited about, which is that a lot of the speculative energy has kind of either died or moved on in a lot of ways. Now, granted, you know, we're starting to see what could be the beginning of a new little run up in, in terms of Bitcoin and ETH price and things like that. And that'll certainly bring some of that back. Um, but I hope we're all a little wiser and a little smarter, you know, going into whatever the next cycle is around, you know, how much focus there is on speculation versus how much focus there is on the technology and what do these technologies actually allow users and consumers and builders to do that we couldn't do before. And to me, that's always been the piece that's exciting about this space is, you know, the only reason, in my opinion, to be here is to do stuff that you can't do in a different way, that you can't do traditionally. Um, and so like the idea of being able to own a character, to verifiably own a character on chain and then see that character become real in the context of an entertainment franchise and to have royalties and things get generated through the the use of that character in every form of media as it goes out, you know, from there you you know you can do that in a traditional contract if you're someone that creates a character for Marvel or DC or you know something like that but the time to go and you know get through those gatekeeping processes to become someone that has the invitation to do that to then negotiate those contracts to you know go through that traditional process we've you know condensed and shortcut that from months or years to days or weeks um, and so that becomes something that's possible truly because of the nature of digital ownership of having these assets on chain that can be verified, that can be proven. Like that's just one of those unlocks. And so those are the things that we're particularly excited about. I think for the broader landscape, um, it is more challenging to build a project. Let's just be totally honest about that. Like the space is going through some changes and some challenges right now. Like people, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear about NFTs right now. What I think is fascinating, however, is that I think we are moving more and more. And I, you know, we, and I, I encourage most people in the space to be kind of thinking about it this way, where we still like to talk about it as Web3 because we fundamentally still believe this kind of next evolution of the internet is what that speaks to. But I think like all technologies, these just become part of the things that we use and we stop identifying them as NFTs. We stop identifying them as Web3. It's just like, oh yeah, I bought this thing in this app or this game and I own it. Of course I own it because that's just how the technology works. Um, you know, so I think it just becomes more and more integrated into consumer products. And that's how, you know, we're going to actually get to where I think many of us want to get to. Uh, I wanted to go back to like some of the uh, things you were talking about, Adam, um, some of the projects that you mentioned, I think during our last conversation, um, not, not on the podcast, but, um, before this episode, at least, um, you guys mentioned a, uh, some a Kickstarter that you're kicking off and that is kind of has a few Web3 elements as well. Maybe we could uh, talk a little bit about that and how people are kind of uh, perceiving the, uh, the the campaign so far. Yes, um, that has been, it's been uh, occupying a lot of our, our focus at the moment and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's been great fun. It, you know, I think uh, 
Eben said this is funny because I've spent a lot of my professional career in the uh, comedy world, kind of making comedies basically, and I've always loved that because you're, you know, you can be shooting for twelve to sixteen hours a day often on these things, and but if you're still trying to make people laugh during that process, it 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 makes it much much easier, and uh, and then we've obviously been producing comics together for a while as well, and right, you know, I've ended up writing a bunch just as we've kind of split the duties up, or you know, kind of taking the lead at writing, and then Evan and I will finish stuff together, at, you know, lots of kind of iterations there, but it's we I can't even remember how it we got introduced to uh, the guys at stupid buddy who produce and created robot chicken um you know fantastic stop motion very funny uh just just great great television um they also have a series up on effects right now called uh crossing swords i was like i can see the logo and i totally forgotten the name crossing swords which is just amazing like i just love it um and they were interested i think you know because of the writer's strike and i think this is the other thing that has made this year a little more challenging but also a little more kind of interesting for creative people has been the dual writer strike and then the actor strike um and the realization i think from established writers and actors that they want to need need ways of producing and creating stories and developing ideas that they have that can then obviously hopefully be taken out in the film and television, but looking at ways that they can develop ideas um, outside of just the traditional, I'm going to write a script, I'm going to pitch the script to the studios, and hopefully these guys will buy it. And even if they do buy it, well, I know that it's going to languish in development for decades and probably spend its life on a somebody's in somebody's hard drive and never actually come to life. And I think comics um, have become an avenue for people to develop ideas very, very specifically kind of to to mitigate the, that impact. And I think Web3 only uh, kind of enhances that. Um, and so the guys at Stupid Buddy were looking for a way to take an idea that they had. They created a great short, but they didn't quite then know, like, where do we go? What do we do? How do we pitch this? Do, you know, the, the traditional cycle didn't didn't appeal to them. And so we said, like, you know, we said to them, let's do it as a comic and let's do it as a Kickstarter in this way. And you've got a community of people that are excited. Obviously, lots of people, lots of comics do very, very well on Kickstarter. Let's kind of let us produce this thing for you. We can get the campaign done. We'll obviously work very closely with you to develop the stories and take everything out from there. Again, with the view to then, great, this does well as a comic. This can We can take this out into, into the traditional bookstores and go on from and you know, take it back around from there. But And the, the core idea is that it answers the kind of age old age old question that we only knew we only just discovered that we need to know the answer for which is what happens to easter eggs uh, that don't get found after an easter egg hunt and the answer is they grow little hands and legs and they kind of run off into the into the undergrowth and develop little communities of easter eggs and we follow one of these communities called the Von Dingles that end up in a little valley kind of outside an unknown city and have all sorts of adventures and and get into all sorts of trouble and of course the you know the clash between the 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 people who the the kind of authorities who just want to keep everyone in this little valley they have and this safe, safe safe little society and one young egg called clark who also happens to have no arms or face who wants to go and explore and and is this kind of eternal optimist and very positive and wants to go and experience the outside world uh 
in the face of of tradition and and kind of authority and heads off and has all sorts of adventures uh, with his friends and it's this kind of delightful and very engaging and very funny uh story that we get to now tell with the with the in this world and with these people which is very exciting Evan, anything to add just that it's it's so much fun. Like, you know, I think uh, as Adam alluded to at the beginning, it's like, you know, working on something with people who are just, you know, your job as someone making Robot Chicken is just to come up with funny ideas all day long. And then, you know, a certain yes. number of them get whittled down to make it into the show. And for them, even more rapid fire, you know, for if you're familiar with that show at all, it's like, it's like joke, 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 you know, yeah. these very little short sketches, you know, in animated, you know, stop motion animation form. So bringing that kind of energy to this comic series, while it's a, a longer form story, it still has very much been that approach of just like getting together, you know, laughing, cracking each other up and then finding the right things to, to bring into the story. Mm-hmm. We've just done a, a series of shorts as well, which will be part of the campaign. But just to, to bring it back around to the, the broader conversation. So, you know, Stupid Buddy has also been in the Web3 space as well. So they did a project with Steve, Ayo- Steve Aoki um, on the Shibuya platform, which we are fans of. Uh, another one that's kind of very much using a, a, a take on how to get fan engagement and interaction around helping to shape uh, the stories that they tell. So they you know, did a project there. Um, you know, Seth Green, who's one of the, the co-founders of Stupid Buddy, has been very active in the space. So while we haven't explicitly said what we plan on doing with the Von Ningles in the Web3 space, there's a real direct connection there. And we're, we're chatting about it. Well, we can say that much at this point. Um, but we thought, you know, one of the things I think it's important for everyone in the space to be looking at, and I think it was a bit of a wake up call as, as the market kind of came down, is, you know, all these projects need to be looking inside the space, like staying true to the ethos with their communities, and also outside the space. Like, you know, it's not just about onboarding people into Web3. It's about how do you create connections with an audience? And sometimes that's with an NFT. Sometimes it's with a, you know, a Kickstarter or a physical book in this case. You know, the, the starting point can be wherever you feel like the most impactful place to connect with those people is. And then being able to bring them into this broader ecosystem that includes all these different components. And for us, that kind of very high level umbrella is digital and collectible and all the different permutations that that can take. Then, you know, this felt like the right approach for this project to start on Kickstarter, bring people into the world, engage them in the process. They'll, you know, anyone that backs the Kickstarter will actually get to come along for the process of building this graphic novel, we'll be releasing early access to the episodes as they're created through our mobile app. And then some digital collectible, you know, component of that, you know, down down the road, um, as we all align on exactly what the right fit there is. So I just I think it's just important and interesting from our point of view to be looking at, you know, as you're creating a project, whether you're coming at it traditionally or coming at it deep in the, the Web3 world, way down the rabbit hole as we have all gone at this point, <laughs> um, that, that doesn't mean you can't also play with the things that existed five years ago <laughs> in addition to the things that existed two years ago and be looking at how to make them, how, how to make those pieces fit together. And so I think it's, it's a big part of what we're excited about is that we can be looking at this from an ecosystem context not just a how many NFTs can we mint uh, context. 
And I think just like right now, um, we've experienced like creatives, experienced writers and actor strike and a lot of worries about AI. And because like you are actually trying to solve um, some of those issues with Web3, maybe you can give some of the like comments about that and as well, maybe about we can talk about hopes and predictions for like the future of the web free and uh, microverse as well. You know, look, this, I mean, the, I think it, it, the strikes and the concern around AI and the concern around ownership of face of content of all the, you know, what I produce, what I am to some degree, I actually do think a lot of that can be aided by blockchain technology in a fundamental way. And I had this thought this morning about the actors in particular. You know, there's a big concern among the extras uh, in Hollywood that their likenesses could get scanned and then they can be digitally duplicated and they have no control over that. And there's, you know, I mean, the the numbers are terrifying as far as, you know, there's 150,000 members of the Screen Actors Guild. Uh, only 18% of them, 20% of them make $30,000 a year or more, which qualifies them for insurance. And then that's in by no means a living wage um, in Los Angeles or New York. Um, but then that, and of those 30,000, a chunk of those are extras. And so, of course, terrifying for these people to lose not only their livelihood, but also their insurance in this way. And I actually think the promise of a block, you know, there is an opportunity there for blockchain to, to, essentially log your likeness. So even if you do get scanned, that's great. But if you scan that and then attach it to a slug on a blockchain, you can then license your image out to other productions. You can generate, potentially generate, you know, on a blockchain, you can then generate revenue for that because you own your likeness. But that allows you to duplicate yourself in a positive and financially rewarding way, as opposed to, oh, I'm just an extra and I got scanned and I'm now screwed because I'm never going to work for that for Disney again, as it were. I think there is some, you know, extensions of that tech into into multiple arenas, I think is very exciting and very interesting. Yeah, I think that the thesis between kind of be even beyond just the the concerns for actors, but you know, I think the entire creative community, the the ability for a blockchain to provide authentication. I think this is the area that I'm the most concerned about actually is really just the flood of having no idea what's real and what's not real, who's created mm-hmm. by, you know, what's been created by an AI in 10 minutes versus what's been created by, you know, a hundred people in, you know, 10 weeks. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I also have no doubt that's going to happen. Well, let alone news and things like that as well. I feel like, you know, information well, exactly. becomes needs to become verifiable. Yeah, exactly. So I think the role for, you know, blockchain to be the verification for reality is a pretty interesting opportunity. And I think one that I, I hope, you know, will come to, to fruition because I think we do need some method as we get into the chaos of the next few years around AI that is, I think, inevitable we need some methods around verifying reality. Um, so there's that component of it. And that to me is is actually the, the most concerning short-term impact of AI just in a broad sense is just the, you know, can you believe what you're seeing, hearing, reading <laughs> in kind of every arena? Um, I do, you know, we work with a lot of creators. You know, we've got over a hundred different creators that we work with on just the mobile app alone you know, more all the time, we bring community members and make them creators or help them become creators, you know, through these different processes. So, you know, we're in touch with a lot of creators. And 
I've had a couple of really interesting conversations with a couple of the the comic artists that we work with who are genuinely, you know, very fearful and concerned from very much the understandable point of view of I've spent a decade developing this skill set. And now there's a, you know, a place on, on Discord where you can essentially create something of similar quality in 30 seconds. <laughs> and the concern about that, which I think is very valid. And yet, I think this is the, you know, I've, I've you know, I have a 10 year old and a seven year old. And, and so a lot of my thoughts around everything is filtered through like, what world are they going to be living in? And what I, you know, the message that I want to leave everybody with is like, these are things that like NFTs, like Web3, like ignoring it or making a snap judgment about it is not going to be helpful for you or for anybody else. And so I think like talking about these concerns and considerations are very important. What's also very important is actually using this stuff. So I think as a creator, you know, I was, I started my career as an illustrator. Like I understand, I share that sense of concern that like, yeah, I can do this thing in five hours or I can do it in five minutes. And what's interesting is because I've also spent quite a bit of time now trying to understand how do I use these tools? There are places where it's like, oh, actually for this particular thing that I'm trying to accomplish, the five minute version is what I need right now, not the five hour version. And, you know, using it as a as a brainstorming tool, using it as a way to you know develop ideas quickly, quickly or rapidly iterate around things and then you know hone in on the human component, which I think is actually going to become more important over the next handful of years is that as we get this deluge of you know machine crafted things, I think we're going to start to care more and more about who touched it, how it how they touched it, you know, what was it made with and around. And so it's going to be this very interesting balancing act of, you know, the human component that can't be created by the machine and the unbelievable shortcut that these technologies are going to and are already providing in some cases. Um, so, you know, we've got some some things I think are very interesting around AI as an application for user-generated content inside of these larger story worlds that we're playing with, you know, around being able to empower people that don't see themselves as creative people to play and participate in some of these worlds. So I think it's a, it's a real complicated balancing act about how all these things come together. And yet as creatives, you know, finding that way to verify and properly compensate and properly attribute those types of information, that, that information, that output is a critical piece of, you know, how it all moves forward. And so, again, I think my, my big, what I hope people will take away from this part of the conversation is just to not ignore it, you know, not to hope that it goes away, not to stay afraid of it, but to like dive in and like do something with Midjourney, do something with ChatGPT, like figure out some experiment, even if it's with hate <laughs> to, you know, see how these things actually work so that you at least understand the enemy, if not, you know, make friends with the, the, the machine lords that are all coming for us. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's my high level takeaway at the moment. Thanks for that. It's, it's always good to, uh, to hear different people's thoughts on the issue. I think it's also really important for us to keep, you know, the conversation going between creatives and technologists as well just to make sure we find a good solution to this. Because, you know, I think every day we're learning something new and we're finding new ways to work with things.
Um, you know, we could have this conversation, you know, for hours on end, but I think we're close to the end of time. So I'd like to leave you guys a few minutes uh, and for any last words to our listeners and like, how can they find out more about the work that you guys are doing, you know, both uh, in Microverse and uh, if anything else on the other projects you guys have been involved with, yeah, how, how can they uh, contact you? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously we're uh, all over the place at Macroverse, uh, on Twitter, X. I, st- I refuse to call it X. I, I, yes, I use Twitter. Um, uh, Macroverse HQ, Facebook and Instagram. Instagram and Instagram. Facebook. Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I kind of like that, actually. It's kind of funny. Um, and then on our Discord, macroverse.gg. Uh, discord.gg slash macroverse discord.gg slash macroverse we are there you know we're in and around that every day so we're always there thank you and then and then for me i am i'm a little more personally active on i will call it x just to be contrarian um at ebonverse on x (laughs) and uh, also on instagram um and uh and actually for anyone interested uh i am in the i'm posting work in progress drawings of my first board ape at the moment so i've resisted it for the last two years but i'm currently uh doing a a a derivative uh character uh from one of the the people i'm connected to in the moon birds community who who threw it out there so uh if you want to see what some of my my actual hand-drawn non-ai assisted illustration works look or work looks like that's at ebbinverse on x um <laughs> uh, i will point people towards the von dingles kickstarter you know we're over 60 percent funded at this point with still a good you know 30 plus days in the campaign but we've got some really fun rewards that people can uh can grab in the campaign so i would just encourage people to check that out at my, uh, and then macroverse.com is both our website and the pending home of the whole platform that we're launching. So, um, you know, keep an eye on the on our socials for that actual launch date. Come into the Discord, like Adam said, discord.gg slash macroverse. Um, and we are there all the time. So even if you don't see us, but you want to connect with us, you just want to say hi, ask us additional questions, want to find out how you can participate, like all that stuff, the Discord really is the place to be. And our community is absolutely the best. So it's just an incredibly warm, welcoming, creative space that, you know, everyone can can come and hang out in if you're interested in any part of what we talked about today. Uh, and we'll leave you with that. So thank you guys so much for having us on board uh, again uh, for me and, and us together for the first time. And hopefully won't be the last time because uh, we like talking to you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Great. Yeah, hugely yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's always great having you guys on. Thank you to all our listeners and have a great rest of the day. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.